Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. We're moving right along in Misech, the Shabbos, finishing the 11th parak with Mishnah Vav, moving on to parak Yud Beis, Mishnah Aleph. And we are also finishing, at least for now, the laws of carrying of Otsa. And we're going to move on to some new laws, that of Bona and more, building, etc. So let's finish up the laws of Otsa. Hazorik, a person throws, a person picks up a football, and they're in a public domain, or and they chuck it, and as the football leaves their hand, Veniskalach Yatsasmiyada, they go, I can't throw this. It's going to travel more than four amos. Shabbos, not allowed. So our Mishnah is going to tell us, Pater, they do not have to bring a Chattas offering, the sin offering, because one, as we're going to see, only brings a sin offering when the entire action is done inadvertently. But here, once it leaves his hand, he, he remembers, oh wait, I wasn't allowed to throw it, and therefore it's no longer considered inadvertent enough that you can, are required to bring a Chattas. Well, not only that, cut la acher. What if someone intercepts it? You throw the ball, and someone jumps up and grabs it. So then again, you're not the one who's ha- having it move from place to place, or you're not having it move from Rishus Rabin to Rishus Yachin because someone else intercepts it. Cut la kelev, or your dog jumps out and grabs it. Ocean is nis nis rifa, or it burns up. You throw it through a wall of fire, so it never lands. It gets burned up. Potter, in all these cases, you're exempt, as we said a moment ago, because you didn't do the entire malacha inadvertently. The same would apply. Let's say a person wants to inflict harm on someone else. So they take uh, an arrow and they, they throw it, a spear, some sort of item, a rock, and they throw it at someone else in order to make a chabura. And their memory before they make a chabura. Now one's not allowed to make a wound on Shabbos. You can't, you can't um, wounding someone is its own malacha. This is, I, I, this is not just... Um, Talking about hotzah that we're carrying, but it's actually it could be all in Rishus Yachid. The problem is the wounding, but here as well, Pat, you're exempt because again, you didn't do the whole malacha. Zeklal here is going to be the principle. In order to be liable for the chatas offering, the sin offering, the entire action from the very beginning to the end have to be done inadvertently. However, if the beginning of the act was done inadvertently, but the end, there was a state of deliberateness. Again, I'm not going to say you did it deliberately because you remembered already at a point where you couldn't take it back anymore. So it's not mazed in the same classical sense. Normally when we say mazed, the person knows it's Shabbos and intentionally tries to violate it. Here, you just remembered, the action takes a little bit of time. You remember once you are no longer in control, but after the, uh, it's the, the, but before the uh, action is complete. Again, you throw it, but it doesn't land yet. So in that case, or the reverse case, the beginning of the action was deliberate, but the end was inadvertent. Paturin, you're exempt. Why? Because the whole thing has to be, from the very inception to the end, have to be done inadvertently. Okay, that concludes the 11th paragraph. Now let's move on to our new malacha. As we discussed, there are 39 laws of, of the Sabbath, 39 malachas of Shabbos. Including them in them are building, bona, and makabapatish, and the striking, the final hammer blow. That's what it literally means. We'll see actually what that might mean in this Mishnah. It's a bit of an amorphous malacha. Uh, it's hard to pin down, but we're going to see how we define it. Habona, one who builds. Well, how do you define building? How much do you have to build in order to say you're liable? So the Mishnah tells us, even if you build a tiny amount, because it's very possible you build a tiny, tiny, do a tiny amount. In fact, the Gemara says, you, you bore even the smallest hole in a beautiful mansion, it can take away from the beauty of the mansion, and therefore that hole, uh, that hole, which you, uh, that's assuming you're building it for a purpose, uh, it, it has significance. So really anything you build can have significance, and therefore, uh, and one who chisels as well, um, 
is going to be a call shoe. What's the case of chiseling? So what they would do is you needed to uh, create a um, a nice shape on the stone. If you think of the Kotel, the Western Wall, so you can actually tell when the rocks were put there, when the stones are put put there, depending and who put them there, depending on what they look like. If you look at the lower the lower wall, you'll notice that a the, the stones are much bigger, but also they have a, an indentation, almost like a, I mean it is a decoration where they stand out a little bit. It's like a square that stands out a little bit on them. So the chiseling we're here we're talking about here is for decorative purposes. In the same way, you 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 once you have your your stone, it's all it looks like. Let's assume it's, it looks like a square. It's a brick, and you chisel in some nice decoration to give it a final shape. There too, even a tiny amount, you're going to be One who strikes a stone with a hammer and a small axe is also chayev. What, what's happening there? So there, the, the um, what they used to do was they go to the quarry, and you have these massive. Think of the mass and her, massive Herodian stones they built Jerusalem with. So in the quarry, they hew out most of the stone. And then they take a hammer and a small axe, and they do one final strike, and that would then dislodge uh, the the this new stone from the quarry. So again, you did most of the you you most of the formation of it, making it look nice in the quarry itself while it's still connected. And then with one final whack, you then disconnect it from the the rest of the the mound, and you'd have your stone. So this final this final whack is makapatish, the final hammer blow. Similarly, Hakodeach, one who makes a small hole in order to uh, put a nail into it, as well, Koshu, you, you are liable because all these actions have significance. Again, whether you build a tiny amount or you chisel the final nice decoration in the, or, or shape into the stone, or you knock the stone off the um, off the rest of the mound, or you make a hole in order to hang something there to put a nail in there, in all these cases, you are liable. However, here's the rule. It has to be an amount, an improvement that is going to last for a while. For is going to last. If it's not, if it's not last, it's not long lasting. So we don't consider that an improvement. There's no significance, and therefore it's not a malacha. Okay. So you know, thinking perhaps you know, you, you, it's not a malacha to build a house of cards. Says Rabbi Shimon Gamliel. I, I actually you know what I, the final hammer blow is. Rabbi Shimon Gamliel Omer. That normally when we think of building, so we're thinking of not the not the tools you're using, but we're thinking about the item that's being constructed. So as we gave an analogy a minute ago, what's the makapatish when it comes to hewing out these rocks from the quarry? It's the final whack you're going to give that's going to totally dislodge the rock. But Rabbi Shimon Gamlil points out that a good blacksmith knows that every time he pounds and hammers the metal, that also can leave an indent on the hammer itself. And if you have an indent on the hammer, so then it's going to end up causing the metal to be scratched or to crease or to become uh, to, to, to not look as nice, to be scratched. So the way in which they would avoid um, having the hammer having some sort of indent or some sort of mark on it was they would every few times they whack the piece of metal, they then turn to the anvil and they'd smack the anvil in order to flatten any jagged edge or indent on the head of the hammer so that they can keep the hammer smooth. Says Rabbi Ben Gamliel, that, it's, that too is makapatish, the final hammer blow. That is also a hammer blow. Not that you're fixing and improving the item, but you're actually fixing and improving the tool, the hammer itself. That if you are to go and start banging out your piece of metal, and then every few bangs you go and you whack the anvil in order to flatten the hammer, that whack by flattening the head of the hammer is makapatish and you would be liable. I wish you all a wonderful day.